On this episode of Infinity Sports, we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame not inducting anybody in 2021. Nobody got 75% of the vote. We're going to tell you what we think about that and what we think about a few of those players right after this. to infinity sports i'm wayne g i'm joined by sully what's going on man oh you know baseball sucks <laughs> it does indeed <laughs> so before we talk about why it sucks and why the baseball writers association sucks i just want to remind people please click the subscribe button at the bottom like the videos it helps us out tremendously plus it's going to put you first in line when the new content comes out you're going to be have an easier time finding us i know it's tough right now so it'll be easier if you subscribe to the channel also, if you prefer to listen to the show, make sure to check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. You can check us out while you're going for a walk, going for a run, driving to work. However you listen to podcasts, you can listen to us on all four of those platforms. And, of course, check us out on social media. Let us know what you think of the show, even if it's bad. We don't care. But on Facebook, at Infinity Sports Podcast, on Instagram, at Infinity Sports Podcast, and on Twitter, at Sports Infinity 5. So... Why does baseball suck, Sully? <laughs> the Writers Association, it's just a joke. These guys hold these players to a standard that's like like that they don't even live by. And it just bothers me that they bring like ethics and stuff into baseball. That's all. It's ridiculous. And this is the first year, I mentioned it at the start, that not the first year, it's happened before, but nobody gets in this year. Nobody. And there were some pretty good names on there. And I think for the most part, after last year, people thought Kurt Schilling was going to finally get in because he had like 70% or 69.8% last year, but he only gets 71.1 this year, and you need 75 to get in, and he was the top vote-getter. And I was going through his stats. I understand why some people wouldn't put Kurt Schilling in there, I mean, aside from his whole personal beliefs, which is obviously 200 career wins, nothing really great, 1.137 whip, eh, 3.46 ERA. Eh, I mean, he had 3,000 strikeouts. That's a big milestone. The big thing for him, obviously, is his postseason. 11-2 and two in the postseason, 2.2 ERA. You know, he's a World Series MVP, an NLCS MVP, three rings. That's what was going to get him in. And I guess there are some people who feel like the postseason isn't enough to overrule his regular season mediocrity, for lack of a better word. Mm, let's see this mediocrity. He's one of five pitchers in the entire history of, of baseball to have over 3,000 strikes and less than 1,000 logs. He's one of two pitchers to have over 3,000 strikeouts and less than 3,000 hits allowed. He has the best strikeout-to-walk ratio since 1900 in the history of the game. He's one of three pitchers in the MLB to have three 300 strikeout seasons. Not only is he 11-2 in the postseason, he's 5-0 and in when he starts elimination games. How this guy is in, in the Hall of Fame already is purely, purely because of his 
personal issues with the Writers Association and him as a person. People don't like him as a person, so they don't vote him in. And that's what's wrong with this whole system. Like, it's, it, it's, I would curse right now if I could. Right. Well, <laughs> and I understand because I know that he is politically very right leaning. And so that turns off a lot of some of the liberal writers who are, and I'm not taking a side, I'm just saying that a lot of them are liberal and, and, it, and it turns them off. I know that he has even attacked sports writers with, he had the shirt that he wore, right? That said like it was like a noose and a sports writer and it's like assembly required. <laughs> and people got really upset about that. I'm like, that's a funny shirt to me. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, don't, I guess those statistics that you brought up are fantastic. I, I didn't realize what elite company he was in in terms of some of those statistics. I was just looking at the overall, which I guess doesn't do justice. Obviously, the postseason, he's, he's a postseason Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer. Easy. Yeah, you know? um, yeah I, I don't know. I, I guess he should be in. And, again, it's not steroids related with him. It's just, like you said, people just don't like him. It's pure personal related. And that's, I mean, that's my biggest beef with this whole thing is it's, it's, it shouldn't be like, like, yeah, of course, if you raped children and, and things like that, you shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame and associated with baseball. The guy's just an asshole to writers because he doesn't like them, which a lot of people don't. Marshawn Lynch is an asshole to writers and doesn't like writers. Um, you know, things like that. Um, I don't view asshole as a curse word, so I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not um, I guess I shouldn't have said it, though. But, um, you know, he's just he's just not a, a person that people enjoy doing interviews with, or most people. I'm sure there's a lot that do, but... Um, and so he's not going to get voted in, and that's just wrong. I mean, it's purely just wrong. Yes, it shouldn't totally be on <clears throat> just everything you did on the baseball field. Your character should have some weight, not enough weight to keep you out of the Hall of Fame when you're this good. Like, like it shouldn't totally tip the scales in one way. Well, and like you alluded to, it's when we say character. I think character is somebody who is shady or breaks the law or something like that. He didn't do any of that stuff. He just yeah. doesn't get along with the media. Exactly. And they view that as bad character is essentially what I like. They're like, your opinions don't agree with mine, so I don't like you. And it's like, well, that shouldn't be a reason you keep the guy out of the Hall of Fame. Like, it blows my He's one of the best strikeout to walk ratio pitchers in the history of the game. It's just, it's just insane to me. The guy who got the second highest percentage is a guy who also the media didn't like. And I think that plays a lot into it, as well as the whole steroids thing, because. Net- Technically, he never tested positive, and obviously, he has admitted to using the cream. And he said, "I thought it was flaxseed oil," which we know he didn't. But you know, there's there is something to Barry Bonds in terms of the PEDs. If you're one of those PEDs, keep him out, people. But I think it's more in the Kurt Schilling boat. Barry Bonds was not friendly with the media. He did. He was not likable. It was easy to dislike Barry Bonds. And so, when the opportunity comes to give him the shaft, people jump all over it. I kind of I don't know if I agree with that take. I do think that that all right. So because if you look at his career post or pre steroid rumors, I mean it's arguably a Hall of Fame career already. Um, so I mean if if you're if you're only gonna if you're not gonna vote him in because he took steroids, well it's like well look at what he did before he supposedly took steroids and he was still I mean an an MVP player and and a, and I think a, a Hall of Fame player. So then obviously there has to be something else. So that's the argument there. But then I just think the purists will never let him in because he is the poster boy of the PEDs um, because he, the home run record and, and the hype and everything like that. Um, so I think they feel like if he let, if they let him in, the floodgates are open essentially, which I think is true. Um, 
but I don't think it tarnishes the game in any way. I don't think it tarnishes the hall in any way. I mean, are there asterisks on guys who took greenies? I mean, you're going to tell me amphetamines aren't a, on a performance enhancing drug, like you, you know, like the so and and that was rampantly used. So I mean, it's it's I don't know. I, I hate it. I know you hate it. You know, but the baseball purists, for some reason, think they're elitists. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, 762 career home runs, 514 stolen bases. I don't think anybody has 500-500. He's the only 500-500 guy in history. Uh, eight gold glove awards, seven MVPs. His war is 162.8. I, I just think, you know, he's arguably, I know you think he's the greatest player of all time. I have him number two, but he's arguably the greatest player of all time. And to not be in the Hall of Fame, and he didn't break any rules. That's the thing. Is like if he broke a rule, if Pete Rose broke a rule, I still think he should be in. But Pete Rose broke a rule. Barry Bonds didn't break any rules. Wouldn't get caught breaking any rules. Well, even if you figure when he was using steroids, it was before Major League Baseball instituted their steroid policy. Oh, okay. Yeah, they didn't institute it until after he was done. So basically, even if he admitted to using steroids, he didn't break any of MLB's rules. So they're punishing guys. And for his case, because of suspicion and, and a lot of suspicion, but I don't like it. I don't like saying, well, we think this guy, it's deflating all over again. You know, more probable than not, so you're out. I, I mean, I agree. It's it's a shame. By the way, he's not the greatest player of all time. Mike Trout is. But right. um, but he is number two. He is ahead of, of Babe. How how wild is it that I think Babe Ruth is the third best player of all time? Crazy. Um, I, <laughs> I get so much flack for it. Uh, but uh, – I mean, I agree. I mean, it's it's ridiculous to me, in my opinion. You're you're, I mean, this whole country is, is founded on innocent. Our justice system is founded on innocent until proven guilty. And I understand the evidence is is a, a probably built up, but it's all circumstantial. It's all <coughs> probable evidence. There's nothing hard that says this guy did anything. And and I mean, do I think he did? Yeah. Do I think that matters? No. I don't. I don't care. I really don't because the other the players he's playing against are doing it also. So it's not like he had this wild advantage. Well, and that's my thing is even if he did test positive and even if he did admit it, I go back to the fact that he didn't break any of Major League Baseball's rules. Rules that they didn't have in place on purpose, by the way, to, dri- purpose. to drive up ratings and to have fans show up at the ball games to watch these home runs. They they were aiding and abetting all of this, and then to turn their back on the guy. When he needs some help, you know, baseball could squeeze these writers and be like, listen, we're taking away your right to vote for the Hall of Fame. And they're not going to do that because they want the writers to punish Barry Bonds for something that they allowed him to do. I I mean, it's ridiculous. If you are naive enough to think baseball didn't know that steroids were rampant in the 80s and 90s and that led up to this, you're just I mean, that's just ridiculous. You're a baby. Go back to school. Uh, Like, I mean, it's just why I mean, they knew what was going on. They supported it. They loved every second of the McGuire juice head and the Sammy Sosa juice head time and, and that that chase for the record. Like they loved every set brought baseball back. Baseball was dead until then. So uh, I, I mean, it's just there's it's upsetting to say the least. It's very upsetting if I'm being honest. All I can think while you're saying that is, uh, grow up, Peter Pan. <laughs> um, from hitters to pitchers, Roger Clemens finishes with the third most votes at 61.6%. Again, just look at the statistics. 354 career wins, 312 ERA, 4,672 strikeouts. He won seven Cy Young Awards, seven ERA titles. 
uh, he won the MVP as a pitcher. I mean, you, there's no – he's the Barry Bonds of, uh, of pitchers. Like, there's no reason for him not to be in the Hall of Fame. There's really not. I mean, I don't – here's another one that I don't think Roger's the best. Um, but, I, I mean, there's no reason he shouldn't be in the Hall. It, there's just no reason. Seven Cy Youngs. Can you say it again? Yeah, seven Cy Young Awards. Seven, seven ERA titles and an MVP. Seven. Seven Cy Young Awards. That's that. That'll never get touched. I don't know. I mean, I, I never say never. You know, somebody. I said, seven. Yeah, seven. Why not? There's no way, dude. There's no way. They give the way, two of them every year. Yeah, but oh, he's got seven. You can't get two in one year. No. You have to be the best pitcher for seven years. That means somebody can't have a random awesome year. Dog, that will never be done. Ever. ever. I think it will. I'm going to go ever. on record and say it will be done. Never. Never. You know, when, you know will never when be you done. die and I come to your funeral, I'm going to say, hey, nobody got seven Cy Youngs. No. Cy Youngs, 500 career complete games will never be done. <laughs> That'll never get touched. But I'm but, telling you, seven Cy Youngs will never get touched. All right, I agree. I disagree with you on that one. Um, now, getting into some of the guys who maybe shouldn't be in or they're fringe guys, but I wanted to get your take on all of them because you're definitely more of a baseball guy than I am. But Billy Wagner gets 46.4% of the votes. He's got 400 and was it, 460, no, I'm sorry, 422 career saves. It's six all-time. He's a seven-time all-star. I know Rivera's in there now. I think Lee Smith is in there now. Eckersley's in there. I mean uh, – uh- a bunch. I mean, a ton of relievers. Lee Smith, uh, uh, a, a ton get in there. So I'm like, why not Billy Wagner? I mean, do you think Billy Wagner should be in, or is he just kind of like on a fringe? He'll get in. I mean, these guys, the way baseball writers work is, again, it's retarded. They, like, what, I don't, do you have it in front of you on what year he's in on his voting? Um, I don't have that. I know he's at, again, 46.4% is not a lot, so. No, it's not, but if he's in his fourth year eligible or sixth year eligible or something like that. And then it's right on track. Like, that's just the way th- these guys like keep it in a line because there's so many up every year that, like, Billy Wagner, I think he'll eventually get in. He'll probably get in in his 10th year of his eligibility. He'll probably sneak in with 76% or something like that. Um, I don't think he has any like blemishes. He's, he's, he was an incredible reliever. Um, you know, if you're, I think he finished higher than sixth, um, but then ended up now sixth, right? There's somebody in there now, I believe, but I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's like Scott Rowland. Yeah, something, not Scott Rowland's a third baseman, but yeah. Yeah, uh, Omar Vizquel's there. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, oh, yeah, he's sixth all-time right now for saves. Yeah, for saves. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, so, but yeah, um, I think eventually he will get in. I, I really do. He was – lefty relievers especially are, are tough to find, and he was a great one. Todd Helton. Obviously, another fringe kind of name. Tom Helton was a decent fielder, career average of 316. Uh, he didn't have massive power because he wasn't one of those quote unquote steroid guys, but his OPS is better than Sammy Sosa's uh, career. I mean, he's, he's a solid player. He was an all star, um, three time gold glove winner. He said 953 is his OPS. But again, he did, his power number is 369 home runs. He didn't hit 500 bombs, but he wasn't that kind of player either. He was a guy who would hit 25 home runs and hit for 320. Yeah, I mean, the issue with him is where he played. Um, I'm looking for it now. Give me a sec. Um, if he would have played in a spot that wasn't the best hitter's ballpark, you know, of all time, and if he played in, like, a, you know, a different ballpark, then his numbers would look better. 
Um, but I mean, like, you know, his home and away splits, you know, are not what you would look for in, in, I guess, a hall of fame player. So I think that's kind of where it boils down to. Okay. So, so you're saying his away stats away from Coors Field. He's not quite the player. He's, he was. Not, the same player. he's not hitting 316 away. Yeah. Okay. So I guess that, I mean, that makes sense. And, and I understand why he wouldn't be in there. I figured just on name recognition alone, he's a fringe player. Um, he, he was a five-time all-star. It isn't like he was a, all-star for 10 years you know he's just yeah, uh, he's an okay he player. one batting title you know what i mean like it, it's it, you know he wasn't just incredible you know that's that's kind of the, the issue you know i mean he hit 287 away you know in 345 at home like that's massive he slugged 607 at home but only 460 away you know like those are those are huge differences and and i, I mean people take into the fact that he played in course field so all right, and I guess that makes sense. A guy who, how about Gary Sheffield? Gary Sheffield gets forty point six percent of the votes. He hit two ninety two for his career. He had five hundred home runs, uh, sixteen hundred and seventy six, almost seventeen hundred RBIs, twenty seven hundred hits. He was a nine time All Star, five time Silver Slugger. He was a batting title winner. I think Gary Sheffield should be in, and, and I know that he's a steroid guy as well. But when I'm comparing steroid guys, I'm comparing them to each other. And not every steroid guy hit 500 bombs. Gary Sheffield did. I mean, everybody ahead of him on the home runs list, uh, other than obviously the steroid guys and the guys that aren't eligible, are in the Hall of Fame. Um, Usually 500 is kind of the threshold, man. You hit 500 or close to it, you're getting in. I just don't know if he does. I mean, it was such like a longevity stat for him more than anything, more than like a pure, like great power guy. Um, but uh, he's so close. I don't, I don't think he gets in though. I don't. Well, do you, would you put him in? No, I don't think I would. Really? No. I. To me, he's the hall of great, not like the hall of fame. If that makes any sense. So he's not a legend. He's just a great player. Yeah. Like, I don't think like, like, and, and, and that's where like, like personally, like my hall of fame would be much smaller than a lot of these other hall of fames. Um, but, um, like Billy Wagner probably wouldn't be in my hall of fame. I think he gets into the hall of fame. Like, you know what I mean? But that's just because he's six all time in, in closes and things like that in saves. I don't think I'd personally have him in my hall of fame. Same with Gary Sheffield. I just I think he's a, a great player, a good to great player. I don't think he's a legend. I don't think he's a guy that like you need to remember baseball. Like you need baseball to remember Gary Sheffield. Like I don't I don't think that. Uh, the guy I have below him here with twenty eight point two percent of the votes is a guy who I think is legendary in my opinion, and that's Manny Ramirez. I think Manny Ramirez was the best right handed hitter I had seen you know for a long time. I mean he was phenomenal. You couldn't strike him out. Uh, 312 batting average for his career, 555 home runs, 1,800 RBIs, uh, 12-time All-Star, 9-time Silver Slugger. He's a World Series MVP. Obviously, Boston doesn't break that curse without Manny Ramirez. I think Manny Ramirez, even though he's only at 28.2, he probably will not get in. He tested positive three times. But I I think that Manny Ramirez is a Hall of Fame baseball player. I would have Manny Ramirez in my Hall of Fame. I think the, the run that him and David Ortiz... Like the, the two of the facing them back to back, like the righty lefty combo was just, I mean, it was the most feared righty lefty combo like we can remember. 
I mean, I can't remember a more feared one, like in my, like last decade or whatever it may be, you know, or my even last 20 years. I mean, those, those two were at, at their peak. They, you couldn't get them out. You couldn't, they were unstoppable. And um, I think the two of them deserve to get in. 550 is a massive amount of, <laughs> uh, 1800 RBIs is insane. And, and again, I, I, I know he tested positive, but I mean, that's just the culture we're in now. That's just what, I, so some of these baseball writers need to die. Like, not like in like a savage, like, just like they're just old. Like, they really are. Like, the new breed needs to take over, unfortunately. The last one I have here is Sammy Sosa, who, again, similar boat, uh, 273 career, 609 career home runs. Uh, so he's in the 600 club, which is very, very rare. 2,400 career hits, uh, seven all star appearances, three seasons with 60 home runs or more. Uh, again, only player with three seasons. In, I think the only player with two 60 home run seasons. So, I mean, does Sammy Sosa? I mean, he's one of the ones that's tough because we saw before steroids, his numbers were like 19, 20 home runs, 25 home runs. Then he hits 55, 60, 66, 50, 60. And then he goes down to like 19 and 20 again. So it's almost like in this case, if you put Sammy Sosa in, you're actually just putting a steroid needle into the Hall of Fame. The the one the what gives me issue with with not putting him in is he he saved baseball. Him, him and Mark McGuire literally saved baseball, and and the everyone on the planet, if they were alive during that time, remembers that chase and remembers those two going for this record and and what it did for the game and the exposure it brought baseball and things like that. Um, Abbott and Costello are in the Hall of Fame for their whose lines on first bit Um, and what it, and just the essentially effect it had on baseball from the outsides. I think that's where Sammy might get in, Um, in in my hall. I I don't think he gets into this one in any way, shape or form. Um, Unfortunately, 600 home runs should be, I mean, if you get 600, they should stamp it and give it to you immediately. (laughs) You hit the 600th home run. It should come with the hall of fame plaque. Like it just should. Um, but he, he probably won't get it, um, because he, as, as a non-steroid user, he wasn't a good baseball player. I mean, he was a good baseball, but he wasn't a hall of fame baseball player. And, um, but again, man, what he did for the game and what McGuire did for the game, I don't think can be ignored truthfully. So, well, McGuire's another guy who I think his time is up. He's not going to get in. He's not gonna uh, no, but again, McGuire to me too, is also the. The the '80s quintessential power yeah, hitter, yeah, 20, 225 with 50 home runs, yeah. and he's the, he's the poster boy of steroids too, unfortunately. So, you know, I, I mean, Rafael Palmero's never going to get in, you know, and and he's on the the home run leaders board and, and things like that. So, you know, it is what it is, unfortunately. Um, but and yeah. I think what's funny is, and again, we we try to stay not political on the show, but I always think it's funny whenever people talk about politics and they talk about frivolous spending, whether it's the way the Democrats spend money or the way the Republicans spend money. Either way, what I look at is they spent millions of dollars of our tax money. We paid taxes so that a senator from Wisconsin could ask Rafael Palmero if he used steroids. <laughs> yes, like ridiculous. It, it blew my mind that 
that what we did to to do to go after baseball and shit like not even go after baseball for baseball to go after players that they willingly knew were taking steroids like they were like yeah go ahead <laughs> I just, that's the thing that blows my mind i don't get i don't get it i'm thinking if i work in washington right and we're like okay well you know we've got polluted air polluted water we've got wars going on we've got people trying to get nuclear weapons so they can eliminate an entire country you know but you know what we should all get together and ask Roger Clement some questions. <laughs> yes, let's all get together and find out if Rafael Palmeiro is taking steroids. That makes more sense. Yeah, I mean, we don't, we can't have that. You know, no, we, we can't have that. We can have genocide in Africa, but we cannot yes. have steroids in baseball. No, no steroids in baseball. No clean water in Flint, Michigan. But that's right. No steroids in baseball. Yeah, it, it really, I think those hearings were like ten days long, and for five okay. days. Five days worth of hearings. They could have cleaned up the water in Michigan. Insane <laughs> to me. Oh, man. All right. Our, that's, that's enough political our talk. Uh, all right. So that's pretty much all I got for. Did you have. I know next year, did you want to touch on that a little? I know David Ortiz is going to be up. Now, how do you let Ortiz in and not some of these guys is my question. Because I think Ortiz is going to be a first ballot. Um, Because I don't think Ortiz is ever mentioned in any kind of steroid talk. No, oh, he is. He was one of the original people that tested. He was one of the original 168 that tested positive. Oh, well, then I don't think he gets in. Right. But I, no, think he he gets in for, I think he gets in for a Not only – the big knock on him initially was that he's not going to get in because he's a DH. And, and D, But Harold Baines, you can't put Harold Baines in and not put David Ortiz in. So um, I, I think that that's not going to be the knock on him. They may use that against him, but I think the fact that um, – Again, he, he was one of the original people that tested positive, according to records. I think he's going to get in, first ballot. And I think then, then they're going to really have some questions. He was nice. The media loved him. They ate him up. You know, They loved David Ortiz. And so I think he gets in, even if it's only 77%. Like he's not going to be a 91% guy. But even if it's 77%, I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I think then you have some questions to answer as to why you're only giving Bond 61%. Man, if David Ortiz gets in and the last year Bonds and Bonds doesn't get in, there, I mean, there would be riots. I don't think that could ever happen. I don't think he he's a first ballot. To be a first ballot, you have to be a special, 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 special player. And well, he was incredibly special for Boston. I don't think so at all. I mean, in Boston, but not to baseball. Uh, so, I mean, both those World Series don't happen without him. And that doesn't mean he's special to baseball. I understand as a Boston fan, you love him more than anything on the planet. But I mean, like, like I mean, to like a first ballot Hall of Famer is is Jeter, it's Griffey, it's it's guys that that could be on the Mount Rushmore of baseball. That's not David Ortiz, in my opinion. Well, I only say Ortiz because he's arguably the number one clutch hitter in the history of the game. He could be, but I mean. If you're the best at anything, I, you should think, I truly do think his like his that speech that he gave after the the Boston Marathon bombing. Mm-hmm. I think that's like people love that, so I think people are going to eat it. I I think like a lot of like you said, a lot of writers love him and and love him because of like stuff like that. But I still don't think there's any way he gets in for. They're so dug in on like what a first ballot Hall of Famer means. I don't think he gets in. Like Willie Mays is a first ballot Hall of Fame. Like. You're not going to mention David Ortiz in the same breath as these guys, regardless of how great he is. Like, like you're just not. And and I think like baseball's so dug in on that. I, we both agree. Alex Rodriguez is not going to get in first, second, third, or fourth ballot, as far as we know. But where do you rank out him all time? Because he's another guy like Barry Bonds with the speed and power and average. 
I mean, and gold gloves. I mean, there was a time, remember the saying was, when he went to the Yankees, that Derek Jeter is not even the best shortstop on his side of the infield. He's because not. because Alex Rodriguez was so good as a fielder. So where do you rank Alex Rodriguez? Is he the top five, top ten player? Do you no. Um, he's up there. He's the best shortstop of all time. In my wow, opinion. really? Yeah. yeah. I think he's the best shortstop of all time. That's tough. I mean, it's Honus Wagner or it's him. Those are the only two. You, you, that Ernie made. Banks? No. Eh. No. Um, but, I mean, it's it's those two and then it's everybody else. Um, but I personally have A-Rod higher just because, I mean, he was his hitting was just – I mean, it was so good. <laughs> it was so good the guy could just crush the ball. Um, so I'd have him as my number one shortstop of all time. I don't know, like – I'd have to, like, legit look at, like – like overall, like a, like a, he's not above a Lou. He's not above a Stan Musial. Um, I actually think I'd probably have Albert ahead of him too, honestly. So, um, yeah, I think Albert Pujols is one of the. I think he may be the greatest right hitter of all time, right handed hitter. So, he's up there. So, he's also got a little bit of you know some baggage. Yeah, I think he gets in though too. I think he's he's like he has the ability. I think to. He, I think he has more of a chance to be a first ballot than David Ortiz. All right. Well, I'd agree with that. I, I think he's better than Ortiz. But yeah. All right. Well, hey, again, thanks, everybody, for tuning into the show, listening. Uh, hopefully, if you guys think that we missed somebody or you want us to talk about a baseball player who should be in, who shouldn't be in, if you disagree with our take on the steroid era, definitely let us know about it. We gave you the links on Facebook. We're right there at Infinity Sports Podcast, on Instagram at Infinity Sports Podcast. And on Twitter at Sports Infinity Five, we will reply. And if it's a really good comment you throw at us, we're going to put it up on the next episode we do. So, give us a shout. And uh, other than that, Kenny, what's going on, my man? 